0: As we kick off the podcast today, ask that you please engage with the fraternity on social media, giving us feedback on on this podcast and how you felt about it. Uh, Something where we'd like some commentary, we'd like to engage with you even more. We want to continue to grow and evolve the podcast, ensure that it is meeting your needs and doing things to develop you, develop our organization, and to essentially make the world a better place. I know that that's a, a large... Isoteric thought process, but it is what we want to achieve through the vehicle of this podcast. I, I gotta sleep right now. I, I I gotta go for a walk right now. I gotta do whatever story they tell themselves. Your mind can be trained in just the opposite direction. You're listening to the Teak Nation podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Teak Nation podcast. My name is Donnie Aldrich, your host, and excited to have you in for this episode where we will talk about you and a unique version of the Teak Nation podcast and that this episode is, is myself talking directly to our listeners about ways that they can improve themselves. As we go into a new year, many will be evaluating areas where they want to improve, they'll be evaluating their goals and their dreams and what they want to accomplish in 2020. And we want to play a small role in in helping you towards those goals, towards those dreams, towards that improvement. And so I will be sharing tips and lessons that I've picked up over the years And what I encourage you to do is to listen and take what fits and for those things that don't speak to you, to discard them. But we want to provide this as an opportunity for you to self-evaluate, for you to improve, and for you to see even more value in this organization that has done so much for all of us. So with that said, I want to begin in the vein and in the light of you imagining what your dreams are. The dreams that you've had, maybe you've had them since you were a small child. Maybe they're, they're dreams that have evolved and been created in, in this current year. But what your dreams are, what you want to accomplish, what you want to be, what what it is that will give your life special meaning, make you feel a sense of accomplishment and a sense of impact that you've made on the world. And as you have that in mind, I want you to to lock in and secure that vision because that vision is critical to accomplishing our dreams and to living the best version of ourselves if we don't always have that vision in front of us if we if we can't picture it and paint that picture in our mind it is going to make it that much more difficult to make it a reality and a a consistent item that I will come back and talk about throughout the podcast is this inner conversation that you're always having with yourself and how critical it is that you are consistently talking to that voice and encouraging it and giving it positive thinking because we all know that our brain tries to play tricks on us. And we'll talk about our brain a little bit further as we get into our agenda here. But our brain is consistently either driving us toward what we want to accomplish and toward that dream or at times it can hinder us and, and many times it happens without us even thinking. And it happens slowly and over time. And it slowly it, it erodes what we're looking to accomplish. And we might not even notice it if we're not standing guard. So with that in mind, first thing that we want to do is to have a vision for what we want our life to be or what we want to accomplish. And as we discuss these pieces that speak directly to you, also want to have in mind many of these have parallels to to our chapters and to our colonies. And so there, there are three items. We start with vision. There are two others as we start to move forward in how we're going to recalibrate our mind into the best that it can be. So one is vision. Two is standards. If we want to raise the level of our life, our, our chapter, our relationships, anything, we have to raise our standards. And the reasoning is that humans elevate to the level of their standards and what is acceptable and what is unacceptable for them personally. And that is one of those those strange paradoxes in life where we are the ones who hold ourselves accountable the most. We are the ones who are constantly living with ourselves every second of every day, and know, are we holding ourselves to those standards, or are we allowing ourselves to slip? Third is, we're going to back up those standards with rituals. It reminds me of a saying, people are rewarded in public for what they do in private. And once we build these rituals that will help to live up to our standards and create our vision, we are going to want to repeat them constantly. As the old phrase goes, repetition is the mother of skill. So as we start to evaluate standards and rituals because those are really the two things that come together to create that vision. I want you to imagine and envision some of the other successful people in life and and to share a couple of stories of them. First, Michael Jordan, one of the, the most successful basketball players, many consider him to be the GOAT of NBA players. And he was asked what set him apart, what made him different. And he said my standards are what made me different. I was always competing against myself. I was not competing against others. I wasn't trying to be the best player in the NBA and comparing myself to Carl Malone or John Stockton or Charles Barkley. He was comparing himself to him and how he could ensure that he got 100% of every God-given skill and talent that he had and how he could drive himself to places that he had never been to before and to performances that had never been seen before. Tiger Woods. Once again, many consider to be the the GOAT, the greatest golfer to ever live. He changed his standards. His standards were not just to be the greatest golfer uh, of his generation, but to be the greatest golfer ever. And that made him change his rituals. It was known at that time that golfers really didn't lift weights. And they didn't lift weights for various reasons. There was theories around the fact that you could get injured. There was theories around the fact that it really didn't make a difference. But he committed himself to that and to change his body. He trained with the Navy SEALs because he wanted to elevate himself to a level that had never been seen before. And if you go back and look at, especially in the early 2000s, the years that he had, there are none other in history of the success that he found, especially in major championships. Tiger Woods completely changed golf, the amount of money that's been brought into it and, and the the ways that current players even work themselves out, mental trainers, mental coaches, as well as physical trainers and coaches that travel around with the players. It is all because of Tiger Woods having elevated standards and changing his rituals to meet those standards. You see, our standards and our rituals, they drive competence, which help to drive our confidence. They create discipline. And when done well, they are done consistently. What's interesting about humans, as well as animals, is that we really follow through on who we believe we are. Think about yourself, whether you're a more conservative person or maybe you're someone who is a little more freewheeling. But if I'm a conservative person, for instance, I'm going to see myself in a certain way in terms of how I act. So I'm probably not going to be out in the town and and to, to be a little wild. I'm going to be someone who's a little more reserved because I'm staying within the parameters of who I believe I am. And vice versa, if I'm someone who's more of a risk taker, obviously when I I'm I'm seeking risk, I'm looking for it at all, at all times, because I see it as a variety of life. I see it as ways to, to stretch and challenge myself. I see it as who I am. And so I'm going to take some of those risks and take some of those challenges and understand there's going to be good challenges and there's going to be challenges or risks that maybe, maybe shouldn't have been taken, but it's all to, to people who see themselves in that way. It's all a learning process and it's all a way that they, they learn and grow and evolve. So as we keep that vision in mind, and we and we adjust our standards, and we adjust our rituals, and we have to consistently be doing that internally. What are the what are these standards, and are they good enough to what I what I want to achieve? And what rituals am I putting in place? And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. A checklist for four things that we want to do when it comes to to our standards and to our rituals. But expectations. Many people know the theme of the biennium within Talk Up Epsilon is the expectation of excellence and that theme was created intentionally and it is because we're not hoping for excellence we have evolved our prior theme was building a championship culture we have evolved into a position now where we should be expecting excellence which means that is the standard and we're going to create rituals and we're going to create actions that supplement us achieving that expectation but expectations are everything when it comes to human beings think about it your expectations define daily how you think, how you act, whether you're happy, angry, sad, content. If I get up in the day and I have an expectation that everything is going to be perfect, which I would give some free advice that that's probably not a good expectation to create. But if if I had that expectation, the first time that something went wrong, I would probably be angry. I would probably be frustrated and possibly sad because I've created an expectation that everything is going to go perfect today. Or if I've created an expectation that everyone I interact with is going to be kind to me, the first time I go to lunch and the waitress is not as kind to me as I'd like, obviously that could change my mood. So your expectations can drive how you think and how you act. As we shift from our expectations, we need to think about how we're spending our time. Because how we spend our time and those rituals can help to Elevate us to meeting our standards and to meeting our expectations. I'm reminded of something that Arnold Schwarzenegger said. And obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been a very accomplished actor. He's been the governor of California. He was Mr. Universe. And especially when he was highlighting how he became Mr. Universe, he talked about time and the fact that many people walk around this planet and say, I don't have enough time for this. I don't have enough time for that. I don't have enough time for my dreams. And I would challenge you if you don't have time for your dreams and making yourself better, What do you have time for? But he he shared the fact that as he moved to the United States, he was going to school and being a student as well as working, but he also still had to train to to reach his dream of becoming Mr. Universe. And he questioned, what are you doing with the third eight-hour shift of your life? Many of us work for eight hours a day. Many of us sleep for eight hours a day, though I would encourage you if you can sleep six hours a day, that's two more hours you have to achieve and focus towards your dream. But what are you doing with that third eight-hour shift of your life? And evaluating, is it is it time that's wasted or is it time that's invested towards what you want to accomplish and towards what you can be? Additionally, who are you hanging out with? If we're going to invest our time in the right way and we're going to meet our expectations, who are the people that are going to help to make that a reality? Are they going to be people that are helping to encourage you and driving you to be the best version of yourself and being a cheerleader toward your dream? Or are they people that are going to tell you, yeah, this isn't going to work for you? No, no, you shouldn't be dreaming that high. That's that's for somebody else. You, do you understand where you came from? Do you understand the environment you're in now? This is, this is the limit. This is the bar. This is as far as you're going to go. Once again, We're having that inner conversation with ourselves, but also those conversations that we're having with our peers or with our family, with our friends, those are just as critical to people that we're surrounding ourselves with. Nick Saban has a saying that high achievers don't like mediocre achievers, and mediocre achievers don't like high achievers. It's absolutely correct, and you can do a little self-reflection of the people that you hang around with. Are they mediocre achievers? Are they high achievers? Are they people that are positive thinkers towards what they accomplish? Or are they always finding ways that they can't be successful? They're always finding for reasons why they are where they are. It's always someone else's fault. It's always conditional, not anything having to do with them out of their control. And that ties me into another thought process of having this inner conversation, focusing on what you can control. Because that is what's critical. Too many people give away that power, give away that responsibility and say, well, the reason why I can't be successful at work is because of my boss. The reason why I can't be successful in class is because this professor doesn't like me. The reason why our chapter can't be successful is because the university doesn't like us. Don't give that power away. Don't give that control away. Because if you are powerful enough and impactful enough in how you utilize relationships, if you're impactful and thoughtful enough in how you use your words and back them up with your actions, you can shift environments. You can shift how people feel about you, especially if you act in a first-class way. But your environment is critical. It can hinder success or it can drive success. Spoke earlier about our brain, which I believe is the most powerful organ in our body. And something many times you will see is that people allow their body to control their brain. They'll say, I'm tired. I'm Heard, I don't feel good, instead of vice versa, their brain pushing their body to limits that have never been seen before. And you see that in athletics, you see that in people in business, you see that with musicians. You hear stories of of Beyonce and others who record albums and they go for two or three or four days at a time. They don't eat. They don't sleep because they're so engrossed in what they're trying to accomplish. They're so engrossed in what they're trying to achieve that their brain pushes their body and says, you don't need to eat. You don't need to sleep. We're focusing on achieving our dream here. We're focusing on accomplishing more than we've ever accomplished before and doing more than any other singer, songwriter, inventor, business leader has ever done before. So I don't have time for, for some of these other things that people say, oh, I have to eat right now. I, I got to sleep right now. I, I, I got to go for a walk right now. I got to do whatever story they tell themselves. Your mind can be trained in just the opposite direction of everything, adding fuel, gasoline toward your dreams, towards what you want to accomplish. But your mind can drive you to what you can be. It can help to change your state. We talked earlier about the expectations and how it can shift your mindset. If you have a mindset, and an expectation, from the jump, that no matter what today brings, I'm going to be in a good mood. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to drive through it. doesn't mean I'm going to be happy about it. God knows Murphy's Law is going to find me. If not today, then tomorrow. But no matter what occurs, I am going to be ready to, to attack it with positivity, how I can make the most out of it, how I can get through this situation because I know there's going to be many, many more positive situations that this is just just a little roadblock that i got to work my way around versus something that's going to stall my entire day, something I'm going to focus on, something everybody I see, everybody I talk to, I'm going to tell them, can you believe this happened to me? This is just so unfortunate. Here I was just going about my day, and this thing stumbled right in my face. And we all know people who do that. They let one small negative influence in their day impact the rest of their day. But a study has found that 85% of our thoughts are negative. Think about that. 85% of our thoughts are negative. So for us, in those that want to achieve at a high level, we have got to consistently work on how we can grow that 85%, get that down to 20%, 10%, 5%. You know, those negative thoughts are always going to occur, and, and we'll get into why here in a second. But how we can lower that percentage is one way that we can think about how we can be successful. Tony Robbins shared a thought about how critical it is that you're careful about what you put into your brain. So that's what you're. we talked earlier about the groups that you're hanging out with. Also, what are you reading? What are you watching on TV? What are the things that you're consuming, listening to on the radio? Obviously, you listen to this podcast. We feel like that's a pretty good piece you're putting into your brain. We appreciate you listening. But he shared the example of someone standing there with with coffee in their hand. And he said, what if my biggest enemy came up and put sugar in my coffee. Well, my coffee would be a little bit sweeter. But what if my best friend, greatest person driving my success, walked up and slipped strychnine into my coffee? I'd be dead. So it is critical that we stay in guard, just like you would stay in guard and watch what's being put in your coffee in this analogy. We need to stay in guard at the doorway of our brain and what's going in there. And, and is it driving us towards what we want to accomplish? Is it helping us to be the person we want to be? Are we just mindlessly consuming things because it's killing time and it's getting us not to focus on things that might be negative or just to completely check out versus that drive and that push towards what we want to accomplish and, and putting fuel in there towards success. We always have to have a mindset that we're not allowing weeds to grow in our brain. If you think about a sidewalk, you know one, one great thing that prevents weeds from growing on a sidewalk is people constantly walking across it. But obviously if for some reason, and, and we all know you see if it's a house or, or area of town that times becomes neglected and less people are, are walking or, or transporting through it, all of a sudden weeds start to grow. And so it is critical that we're constantly, constantly pushing against these negative thoughts, these, these thought processes that say you can't, understanding that they are going to come. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be thoughts that are gonna even even when you found success are gonna keep telling you this might not work out this time. Oh, this might be too much too much of a challenge in this instance. Our brain is trained to keep us from pain and to keep us from fear. This two million year old brain that we have, which is why when we see something that could be challenging, we see something that is gonna stretch us, that's uncomfortable. Our brain instantly tells us up. Oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Up. Oh, That's probably not a good idea. Oh, that looks like work. Brain's not trying to to make you unsuccessful. Brain's not trying to stop you from reaching what it can be. It's trying to prevent you from getting hurt. But we've got to tell ourselves and tell our brain, shut up. Listen, I understand it's not always going to be perfect, but I'm going to go through the trials and tribulations to get where I want to be. And I'm not going to have fear for what I can accomplish. But remember, the brain focuses on survival. It does not focus on you becoming special. Our mindset is, should be how can we stay in a peak state for as long as possible. So if you're listening to this podcast and it's inspiring you and it's getting you into an enhanced state where you feel like you can achieve more, what are other things you're going to do, once again, to those standards, to those rituals that are going to reinforce this? Because if you listen to it once, that's great. If you listen to it and don't do anything with it, well, it becomes a good investment of a few minutes, but it doesn't make that long-term impact that we're all looking to find in this life focus is the next piece that we've got to consider. What we focus on matters, especially as it ties into our brain. I'll give you an example. Most times as you are operating this life, there are all sorts of things that are occurring, whether you're in the office, whether you're driving down the road, even just sitting in your house. There are many things that are happening. Maybe the heat's kicking on in this wintertime, if you're in many of our climates, right? Maybe the dishwasher kick on. All of these these different things are happening. But our brain tunes them out because we're focused on either if we're watching the television or reading something or thinking or talking to someone else. Our brain chooses. Tony Robbins gives, gives an example in some of his seminars that you can take this and, and put it into action. He asks everyone to close their eyes. And he says, when you open your eyes, I want you to look at everything that is red in the room. I'm going to do it very, very quickly. Okay, open your eyes. Ready? Go, 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 go. Red, 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 red. Look at everything red. Consume everything red. Everything's red. Find the things that are red. Okay, stop. Close your eyes. Now, tell me everything in the room that was brown. And you see people become dumbfounded and and trying in some ways to find something that was brown because their brain only focused on what was red. And that, once again, tying into some of these other conversational items, this is what is critical, what your brain focuses upon. So, if you will focus upon all of the ways that you can be successful, the ways that you need to go about it, the things that, the steps that you need to accomplish to make it happen, you have a much higher rate of success versus the folks that are going to find all of the focus points and the ways that it could not go well and all of the roadblocks that are in the way. So I know that I've been harping on this, but it it really is the piece that pushes you through the hard times. It pushes you through the difficulty. It pushes you through not having the resources. It pushes you through not having the the folks around you that you want and, and the mindset of, well, I better get some new friends if these friends aren't pushing me to where I, I need to be. And, and it is something, again, to, to the repetition. Am I doing this day in and day out? Because we all have good days and bad days. But if you're consistently thinking about this, it eventually becomes something of who you are and it frames every every decision you make it can it can frame that decision and the choices that you make as we think about our focus and the way that our brain works again tying in how does the brain operate many times the brain focuses on fear it focuses on immediate gratitude to drive happiness and the third item that it many times focuses upon are others demands and opinions and what is urgent always looking to make sure that i satisfy those around me so i feel like i fit in with the team or fit in with the family or fit in with the culture. It's critical for us to look at that. And many times that can be a positive. If the brain can help us if you're around environments that those demands of being a better person, those demands of doing great things, right? That's obviously extremely positive that you care about those opinions and you you care about fitting in because this is the level of success that is expected. Look at successful businesses or successful sports franchises, and you you can instantly start to create the ones in your head that you know they have a high level of expectation of success in others where, ah, eh, we'd like for it to happen, but it's not something that's really happened around here before, and that's not really something that's for us, but we'd love for you to be part of the team. As we move on from our our brain and into back into actions, First thing we want to do is to write our goals down and to review them daily. Talked earlier about achieving your dreams. And Denzel Washington said, dreams are only dreams unless you have goals. See, those goals, just as we're having that inner conversation with ourselves, those goals are important to consistently look at. I would recommend that you look at them daily and let it drive those actions again. And those actions are going to drive your rituals. Those rituals are going to help create that vision, right? Right back to this, this simple process of how we're going to be better. Now, many of us have been to classes or been to seminars or even just spoke to folks who talk about writing down your goals, and it seems very tedious, and in many ways, it seems, it seems like a waste of time. I know what my goals are, or I, you know, I text them on my phone, or I think about them every once in a while, but there's something of inherent value in writing it down on a piece of paper and looking at it, whether it's putting it on your mirror or putting it in your day planner, put it in your car, wherever it is that you're going to consistently see visually and lock in. That this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to be. And it's something that's going to shift over time. Hopefully your goals are going to grow higher and higher as you accomplish them. And you're going to start to look at yourself and say, I might have set this bar too low. So constantly evaluating those goals, writing them down, and reviewing them daily. We're going to shift our mindset from the pain that it takes to achieve the goal into the success and the feeling and the vision that I will feel from achieving it you want to think about that in a, in a different way, you could flip it the other way. Shift my mind into thinking the pain of not achieving my goals versus the pain that it's going to cost me to achieve it. That is the difference from people who have been good to the people who are great. Another story that that makes me think about is Tony Robbins talks about in, in his seminars, and I know I've quoted him regularly because he's somebody that I believe is phenomenal in the human brain, how our mindset works, the things that our, our brain looks to achieve. You, know, you, can, you can learn more about Tony Robbins, and especially when it comes to human needs, he, he lists the six human needs, which are certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection, and love, the focus and ability to grow, and contribution. You can learn more about that. But Tony Robbins, when it comes to changing yourself or, or taking on a new business venture, he gives the the metaphor that if you want to take the island, you got to burn your boats. That when people are put up against a wall and given no other alternative, it is amazing what you can accomplish. But too many folks walk through life always having a plan B. And many of us are taught when we're kids, we're told, well, make sure you always have something to fall back on. Well, if that doesn't work out, well, what's your, what's your backup plan? And he challenges, there shouldn't be a backup plan. That this is what I'm going to accomplish no matter what. No matter what resources it takes, no matter what time it takes, no matter what I've got to go learn and study, I am going to find it. I'm going to achieve it, and here's a vision of what it's going to feel like, how I'm going to impact others, how I'm going to live my dream. Your reasons must help you push through those challenges. Reasons come first. Answers come second. Reasons are how you hear these stories of single mothers who work two and three and four jobs so their children could become extremely successful business people or become athletes contributors to society, the reason that those folks were able to provide for their children is because their child is what drove them. They were the reason. They were going to find a way no matter what, no matter how many jobs they had to work, no matter how many hours they had to work, whatever they had to do. The reason mattered. You see people who achieve great things in innovation, the reason of why they're doing it to help mankind drives it far before the answer comes. Another method, another thought process we're going to have in our brain is to turn our shoulds into musts. As the the saying goes, shoulds are nice, but musts are the things that happen. Think about that. You hear all the time, I should go do this, I should do that, I should do this versus I must. If you're able to shift that in your brain, that I must go to the gym today, I must go read this article, I must put in an extra hour to make sure I'm prepared for that project tomorrow, I must rehearse this speech before I go give it, I must go invest more time in their relationships because I want to be deeper invested in my family and my friends, maybe in my business relationships. I need to go invest the time. I must invest the time that it takes to achieve my goals. And what this does is it creates momentum. Momentum is king. It's an amazing thing. If you envision whether the momentum of being high achieving and taking down some of these, these task lists or taking down some of these rituals and and accomplishing them, momentum drives it. And you start to see a little bit of success and you know what happens? Your brain turns around and says, see, I told you you were a stud. I told you you could do it and vice versa. If you start to slide the other way, if you start to relax and you start to not achieve, you invest a little bit of time and you only take a little bit of risk and you get small achievement, your brain does the same thing. It turns around and it says, see, told you this wasn't going to happen. So it's critical that we make a decision, we commit to the decision, And we take massive action. Massive action is critical. Even when you fail, it's been it's been shared in 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 many seminars that you've got to go and you gotta fail. Everybody fails. It doesn't matter. The most successful people you've ever met in your life, they have had failures. Many of them have had spectacular failures. But allowing that failure to fuel you. And that's a personal decision that you have to make because hearing me say it over the airwaves sounds nice, it sounds cute, put it on a quote wall. But it is something you have to make that decision that it is not going to define you. That it's only going to fuel you of, okay, I took massive action, it didn't work, so guess what? I'm going to take massive action in this other direction. If that didn't work, I'm going to take massive action in another direction. The famous story of Thomas Edison, how he invented the light bulb. He had a thousand failed experiments before he invented the light bulb in the 1001st. I cannot even imagine on the 623rd time he didn't invent the light bulb what that must have felt like and God knows if he would have understood that he still had many, many more failures to go, what his mindset would have been, but he pushed himself through. I can only imagine it would have been, well, that's great. Can't wait to get to the next failure so I can learn a little bit from it so I can grow and eventually create the light bulb. Mel Robbins, not related to Tony Robbins, but Mel Robbins shares the five-second rule in this, this discussion about momentum and growing and moving forward and taking action And Mel Robbins' theory in the five-second rule, and it's very easy to find on YouTube or or you can Google it, is that whenever you decide to do something, you need to act within five seconds. Because if you don't act within five seconds, your brain, this two-million-old brain, as I talked about, has all these fears and trying to stop you from what you can attain if it's not programmed correctly, it will tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. You'll start to negotiate with yourself. Ah, I can do that later. Ah, oh, that's probably not going to work right now. Oh, I don't have enough time for that. I give you a, a very, very small example. Many times you're sitting there watching television. You hear the washing machine buzz, or you hear the the dryer buzz. The the load is ended, and you've got that five second window to decide: Am I going to get up and go fold those clothes, or or take the stuff in the washer and put it in the dryer, or am I going to say, Ah, I'll do that in five minutes? Or oh, when this when this gets to the commercial, then I'll go. Then I'll go do that. And what happens many times? That commercial turns into another commercial, another commercial, and you look up and half the day's gone. You still haven't put the stuff in the washer and the dryer or folded the laundry, or maybe you haven't put the, the dishes in, into the dishwasher, or maybe more importantly, you haven't made that first step toward achieving your dream because you've negotiated with yourself. You've prevented yourself from what you can accomplish. So don't let those five seconds pass by. Act on it. Move. It's hard to hit a target that's moving. Keep moving. Keep driving. Keep pushing. It's better to set the bar high and miss than to set the bar low and achieve it. So as we're putting ourselves in motion, as we're setting our goals, as we're adjusting our rituals, which are going to help to meet our new standards and our expectations, it's critical that we're setting that bar high, not to what our friends do, not to what our family's done in their past, not to what we've done in our past, but to what we can be and what we can accomplish and what we want to be, what we must be. So why is this important? Why share this message with all of you? Why have this unique episode in, in our early podcast? Well, a few reasons. One is statistics show that 74% of Americans hate their job. So whether you're an alumnus listening to this or whether you're a student who's working to acquire their degree so that they can go out into the workforce, think about that. Three out of four people hate their job. They're not focused on achieving their dream. They're not doing something that helps to make them feel a sense of accomplishment. They're not doing something that's getting them towards what they believe is a vision of who they can be. So as we take these things and put them into action, hopefully you take this podcast and it inspires you to to watch 25 other videos and learn more about how you can train your brain and, and focus on your goals and dreams and make them a reality. Most people won't. Most people will continue to be frustrated, continue to put roadblocks up, and continue to to move through life. As Les Brown, famous speaker, says, you see these dead people walking all around society, just wasting time, just passing time, just serving time until their time is up, not finding their greatness, not finding what they were put on this planet to achieve, not getting out of their own way towards success. Secondly, stress levels are higher than ever. You see this in unfortunately, suicide rates. You see this in in students. You see this in, in people all across the world. And I believe that their stress levels are high because their expectations of who they want to be are not meeting their reality. And maybe that's because they see other people on social media. They see things on TV of other folks having what they envision is a successful life, or they see the Instagram life of, I'll just post the for great things that happen to me an entire month. So people think that every day and every minute is just like that, even though we know that's not a reality. But this stress to achieve and meet these expectations and the fact that they're not putting in the work or they're not putting in the rituals, or maybe just honestly they've taken massive action, but their break hasn't come yet. And so they're stressed about the fact that their break hasn't come yet and they haven't trained their brain to understand this is just part of the path to getting where you want to be. But stress levels are higher than ever, and it's why this is a critical conversation to have with yourself. As I spoke on earlier, Tony Robbins and the the six human needs, number five, which is very difficult to achieve for most people, is the ability to feel like you're having a sense of growth and the fact that progress equals happiness. That's that's the funny thing about as you you move forward and your and your focus and driving towards your dreams, you many times won't even have achieved your dream yet, but you will feel this immense sense of happiness because you know you're on the path. You feel good about the progress that you're making. You feel good about the changes happening. You see people who are looking to shift themselves physically, and they haven't reached their goal yet, but they're in such a great mood because they're they're making a difference. They're making they're chipping away at it. And they understand that they've put rituals in place to drive them toward that standard. This is also important because successful people know that it's about what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're willing to drive to achieve that progress. Again, that mindset of the pain of not achieving it is greater than the pain of sacrifice, the pain of setbacks that are going to happen. They weighed that out and understand the sacrifice is worth what's going to happen on the other side and that growth and that progress. Now, as we think about progress and and one piece that we have to, again, always be standing guard at our brain and always be evaluating, constantly evaluating, are we doing things the right way? Because it's very easy to get intoxicated with the fact of, if you're starting to make a little success, well, everything I do touches the gold. Do you see that with Leaders that they find some level of success, so then they get arrogant enough to believe no matter what decision I make, it's going to be great. We cannot confuse motion with progress. Are you being busy just to be busy, or are you actually pushing yourself and driving towards the things that you want to accomplish? Are you you feel like you're you're busy or creating motion because you're checking your social media accounts or because you're watching a show that you're going to tell yourself a story of how that's beneficial, or are you? doing something that's driving towards your goals, towards your dreams, towards what you want to accomplish or making you a, a more productive employee, or making you a, a better member of society or a better member of your family or, or focused towards what you want to achieve. But don't do what many people do. They, they look at the things that I'm quote-unquote busy because I have to do this and I have to do that. Back to those shoulds and musts that they tell themselves, I must look at social media four hours a day. I must watch this show tonight. Do you have to do that? Is that time invested sacrificing you getting towards your goals. Maybe it is and maybe it isn't, but you've got to make that, that self-evaluation because we all need time to decompress. You can't go 100 miles an hour consistently. You need a time to rest and to recharge. But many times we are imbalanced. We're spending much more time on those things that are busy work or consuming ourselves as busy versus things that are driving us towards what we can achieve and what we need to be focused on in those rituals to drive our standards and to drive our vision. So Always be evaluating that. Are the things that you're doing, are the rituals you're putting in place, are they driving you towards where you want to be? Are they creating progress or are they just creating motion of I am doing something? Before I was doing nothing, now I'm doing something. But is that something driving you to what you can be and what you need to be and lining yourself up against people who have found success in the area that you're looking to find success in? Does it meet the expectation? As you do these things, it's going to solidify that vision. And that vision is going to help you even more into what you can create, into what you can accomplish. It's going to drive your emotions. It's going to drive your actions. Again, back to the momentum. It's very difficult to get it going, and you got to have a lot of self talk But once you get it going, it's it's the flywheel effect. It becomes much, much easier because you start to build it in. Back to that piece of who you are, that I am someone who spends this much time and energy on myself. I am someone who self-reflects. I am someone who gets up early and trains myself physically in the morning so that I'm ready to attack the day. Once you build that into who you are, life gets much easier versus, well, that seems like a challenging task. Well, I've not done that before. That, That other guy does that or gal does that. A state change can also be physical. We talked about the mind throughout this podcast, but physically, you can change yourself physically both obviously in in your measurements, but also change yourself in terms of standing up, get in motion, move around. Many times we'll have brainstorming sessions in our office. And the first thing that I want to do is stand up and walk around because changing yourself, your state physically, can change your performance. You see people who are phenomenal at speaking at a desk, but you stand them up in front of a crowd and all of a sudden things change or vice versa. It matters. Get yourself moving. Evaluate yourself physically. Are you doing the things possible to achieve your success. We've got one vehicle in this life, our physical body, to achieve all these goals and dreams. Are you putting yourself in a position to have energy to accomplish those? Or are you fueling yourself in a different way to make it even more challenging? Steps to take. Highlighted earlier, four steps. Four steps that we want to take as we look towards progress. Step one, what results are you frustrated by and you want to improve? Two, what rituals have you done To put yourself in this position. And this takes an immense amount of honesty. Ownership. Not the things that other people have done to you. Not how difficult it is because I was in this environment. What have you done? Maybe you've put yourself in that environment. Maybe you've stayed in that environment. Maybe you've let that environment consume you. What rituals have you done that have made this result a reality that is frustrating you? Three, what new result do you want? And you've got to be extremely specific. Paint the picture for yourself. Back to that vision. Paint the picture. What result do you want? What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? What type of people are you going to be around? What type of people are going to respect you? What type of people are going to be standing around waiting for you to share your thoughts because they're going to be inspired by it, driven by it, and achieve because of it? And four, what new rituals need to be created for it to happen? Again, be specific. Be very honest. What are things that have to change? And starting to take those baby steps toward it understanding that changing your rituals isn't going to happen overnight. Your brain is still going to push you and say, you don't really want to make that change. Do you understand how comfortable it is being the way I am right now? You're going to have that self-talk. You're going to have those negotiations. It's critical that you stay focused on the vision, keeping that in mind. Final thoughts. First, the pain of discipline is weighed in ounces and the pain of regret is weighed in tons. So as you're thinking about these new changes that you want to make and the things that you're going to do to a, to achieve your dream. Understand, yes, it is going to take discipline, but that discipline is is more than worth its weight in gold for you living the best version of yourself. Watch your body language. How you carry yourself matters. How you consistently act matters. Know that it's impossible to be mad and grateful simultaneously. Four, you're destined for greatness. We talked about it at the beginning thinking about your dream, thinking about your vision, understanding that we were all put here for a purpose, that you're destined for greatness and you deserve better from yourself, you deserve better from those around you, and the world deserves the gifts that you have to give. Let that drive you. Let it inspire you. Think about what impact you will make on this world and how people will know that you came this way. If you're someone listening to this who's already found a great level of success, or maybe you're somebody who is unbelievably gifted, Think about this quote from Nick Saban, that talent can be your greatest nemesis to your mindset. We have to continually humble ourselves, push ourselves, drive ourselves, evaluate ourselves to achieve what we want to achieve. And If you've got a ton of talent in a specific area, that's phenomenal. Take advantage of that talent. Push it and drive it as far as it can go. Will Smith talked about talent, the fact that He doesn't believe he's very talented. Why he's unbelievably successful as an actor is that he is consistently beating on his craft, that he has committed himself further than anyone else. He talks about a metaphor that the difference between him and someone else is he's willing to die on a treadmill, that if you and I get on a treadmill, you and Will Smith, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to get off first or he's going to die back into that mindset of nothing is going to stop me from achieving what I want to achieve, that I will beat on this craft to get better. A phrase that I have in my planner, and I've seen it attributed to J.J. Watt and to The Rock, so either one, both people who have had a high level of success, but the quote is this, success isn't loaned, it's leased, and rent is due every day. And I can't think of anything more fitting that every single day, again, we got to stand guard every single day. We've got to push ourselves every single day. We got to stretch and grow every single day. We've got to understand that what we did yesterday, maybe was phenomenal. It's only setting us up for greater success today, but don't take it for granted. The grind still has to happen. As we wrap up this episode, I want to thank you for taking all these thoughts in once again, the ones that impacted you and letting the others be driven away. But hopefully the whole podcast has spoken to you in some way. But I ask that you please engage with us to, to share this podcast, to share feedback. As you see on social media, the highlights of our promotion of it, that you comment. Either that this was very helpful and really appreciated, or I would love to hear more about this, or I wish we would have talked more about that. Please give us that feedback. It helps to drive what we do in the future. We are always listening to our membership, to our listeners What are they looking for? What do they want? How can we deliver at a higher level than we currently do? In conclusion, I ask that you attack this life and attack your goals. Our fraternity, the phenomenal organization, our founders had this amazing vision for what it could become. And I think that we've delivered on many, many aspects of their vision, but there's so many more that we have to do. And that comes from the people that are within it, people like you who are a member maybe someone considering being a member, maybe someone who's just a supporter of this organization, but you're all critical to what we're trying to achieve. And we can do so much more, myself included. Thank you for your time and energy and your attention. Brothers, I love the fraternity.